Good night, dear listeners. Welcome to another episode of Sleepy Voyages. Before we tuck you in tonight, Voyages of the Night Sky, we have a small but crucial request. As your eyelids grow heavy and the soothing tones of sleepy voyages guide you to the realm of dreams, remember the peace, serenity, and comfort that we bring to you every night, just as a lighthouse guides lost ships in the darkness. Your reviews help other restless dreamers find their way to us. By leaving a review and sharing your thoughts on your experience, you are reaching out to other insomniacs lost in the night, guiding them towards restful sleep. Take a moment before you drift away to click on the leave a review button on your podcast app help us extend our galaxy of tranquility to all those who seek the solace of sound sleep and once you've done that feel free to slip back under the covers of our sleep stories, ready to be whisked away on another sleepy voyage. Remember, your stars light the way for others. Every review, every rating helps us create a bigger, more beautiful universe of peace and rest. Nestled amidst the rolling hills and emerald meadows of the English countryside lies an old mansion, the mansion's stone walls covered in creeping ivy have stories etched into every brick, whispered secrets that only the winds have heard. On this particular day, the air is thick with mist. The sprawling gardens outside seem to merge with the horizon, their boundaries blurred, as if nature itself is trying to reclaim the land. Silhouetted against the fog, the towering trees cast long, undulating shadows, their limbs swaying softly with the rhythm of the breeze. This mist carries with it the scent of damp earth and distant rain, a refreshing and grounding aroma that reminds one of nature's embrace. As the day wanes, the silver glow of the moon begins to pierce through the fog, casting a muted luminescence over everything 
it touches. This mansion, isolated, yet magnificent, promises a world of adventures and mysteries waiting to be unraveled within its wall. Every window pane, stained with the hues of countless sunrises and sunsets, seems to beckon with tales of days gone by. From the outside, all is quiet, serene, as if the mansion and its surroundings are caught in a timeless dance. But within, the muted sounds of laughter and footsteps betray the presence of its newest inhabitants. Four children, each with their own dreams and fears. The story of Narnia is about to begin. In a corner of a room, behind the doors of a seemingly ordinary wardrobe, in an expansive mansion nestled among the hills of the English countryside. History whispers through its walls. Every nook and corner holds memories, like footprints left behind by past occupants. Within this realm of antiquity, four young souls embark on a journey not of distance, but of discovery. Peter, the eldest, exudes the protective aura of a born leader. His sister, Susan, carries a wisdom beyond her years, a maturity evident in her every gesture. Edmund, with a mischievous twinkle in his eyes, reveals a spirit seeking its place. Then there's Lucy, the youngest. Her infectious curiosity lighting up the dimly lit hallways. Together, their footsteps resonate on the wooden floors, creating rhythms reminiscent of olden tales. They venture through rooms that smell of oak and age, each one telling stories of epics gone by, drapes heavy with history. Move with a grace nurtured by time, filtering sunlight that plays on ancient rugs. Shadows dance along the walls, not of fear, but of the enchantment of yesteryears. Among the relics of time, there's an anticipation. Each room, an invitation. Each artifact, a keeper of secrets. Yet, it's not the artifacts, but their own innocence and unity that will soon usher them into an adventure 
beyond the realm of ordinary. In such a vast mansion, with its tapestry of tales, one could easily get lost. But isn't that the very essence of childhood? To lose oneself in the boundless plains of imagination, where every corner turned is a new story waiting to unfold. The children, each in their unique way, weave together the threads of curiosity, courage, and wonder in their exploration. They're not just uncovering the history of a mansion, but setting the stage for their own tales in the annals of time. In the heart of the mansion, a particular room lay untouched by time. Its walls were lined with portraits and paintings of ancestors, each capturing a moment of stillness. A richly patterned carpet blanketed the floor, but the room's centerpiece, its crown jewel, carved meticulously from dark mahogany. Its doors displayed intricate designs of woodland creatures and mythical beings. Each curve, each etching told a story. Silently calling out to those with the heart to listen. This wasn't merely a piece of furniture. It held the weight of countless dreams and secrets. Its grandeur was undeniable. Standing tall and proud, much like a sentinel guarding a kingdom's gates. The brass handles gleamed in the muted light, almost as if beckoning someone to open them. On closer inspection, the faintest scent of cedar wood and mothballs wafted from its seam. This was no ordinary wardrobe, but a relic, a bridge to another time with bated breath. Anyone nearby might feel a magnetic pull, an invitation to discover what lay beyond its doors. Yet, for all its magnificence, the wardrobe's true magic was not just in its appearance, but in the promise of adventure it held within. The aged wardrobe stood there, its wood grain reflecting years of memories and stories yet untold. The scent of old timber and polish wafted through the air as Lucy carefully opened its door. Her small fingers brushed against soft furs, each coat hanging with a dignified grace from the interior hooks. With each step, the sensation underfoot shifted beyond the furs 
the confines of the wardrobe seemed to melt away. Suddenly, the chilled air kissed her cheeks, tingling with a freshness. Only winter could bring. Lucy looked around to find herself surrounded by a pristine white landscape, snowflakes, unique and delicate, fell gently from the sky, finding rest on her eyelashes and the curls of her hair. The wardrobe's boundary had been transcended, and Lucy found herself standing in a world untouched by the footsteps of her reality. Tall pine trees adorned with snow stood as silent witnesses to this miraculous transition. The world was silent, save for the distant murmur of a breeze rustling through the branches. There was magic here, a kind born not just from the unexpected transition, but from the aura of the world itself. It was a realm where every snowflake whispered tales of wonder and every gust of wind carried the promise of adventures yet to come. This was Narnia in its icy, the forest of Narnia is a realm like no other. Each tree stands tall and elegant, their branches laden with the purest white snow, transforming the woods into an ethereal wonderland. Imagine walking through this forest where each footstep is cushioned by the powdery snow beneath. The world seems muffled in a kind of hush that only a fresh blanket of snow can provide. There's a serenity here, a profound stillness that is almost enchanting, where every sound is magnified yet softened by the insulating, snowy landscape, the occasional snap of a twig underfoot, or the distant call of a winter bird, only accentuates the overarching quiet. The trees, ancient and wise, stand as silent witnesses to the wonders of this land, their bark dark against the shimmering white, creating a stark yet beautiful contrast. The air is crisp, each breath like a sip of the purest, coldest water, invigorating the spirit and refreshing the mind in this tranquil forest, magic feels tangible, as if one could almost grasp it in the air, the very essence of Narnia present in every snowflake that descends gently to the ground. This enchanting 
forest, untouched and pristine, offers the promise of mysteries waiting to be unveiled. In the midst of Narnia's vast snow-blanketed expanse, a delicate sound of hooves crunching through the frosty underbrush grew louder. From the gentle shadows of the trees emerged Mr. Tumnus, a curious fawn with the upper body of a man and the legs and tail of a goat. The tufts of hair curling from his temples and the soft warmth in his eyes presented a striking contrast against the chilling backdrop. His presence was immediately enchanting. Intrigued by the sight of Lucy, a human child in Narnia's realm, a web of emotions played across his face. There was a hint of surprise, a touch of curiosity, and the lightest shimmer of concern. Lucy, too, felt an unexpected sense of comfort despite the strangeness of this meeting. Their conversations flowed effortlessly. Words danced between them, a blend of innocent wonder and age. The fawn expressed his amazement at meeting a daughter of Eve, while Lucy shared her astonishment at this magical world hidden behind the wardrobe. Though their grounds and worlds were starkly different, there was a shared melody in their heartbeats, a rhythm that connected them in that fleeting moment amidst the shared tales and laughter. It was an unspoken bond of trust, a pledge that they would find their paths crossing again in this snowy paradise. For now, it was a brief, magical intersection of two lives, two worlds forever etched in time. Lucy, a young explorer with insatiable curiosity, found herself invited into the quaint home of Mr. Tumnus. This home was a haven tucked away from the biting coal, with walls lined with bookshelves bearing tales from a time gone by. The dim amber light from the fireplace illuminated their surroundings, casting gentle shadows that danced upon the walks. Tumnus, seeing Lucy's wide-eyed wonder, decided to share stories of an older golden Narnia. He spoke of summers that stretched endlessly, where flowers bloomed in riotous colors. 
and the air was filled with the melodies of birds. There were tales of vast meadows where creatures of all kinds gathered to dance and sing under the twinkling starlit sky. He reminisced about clear streets which mirrored the blue of the sky and were populated by playful naiads and water spirits. Children once played freely by the lamppost, its light never diminishing, serving as a beacon of hope and joy. Creatures like Tumnus, Centaurs, Dwarves, and Dryads lived harmoniously, each one contributing its own unique melody to the grand symphony of Narnia. The trees were not just silent witnesses. They were sentient, filled with wisdom and tales of their own, always eager to share stories with those who'd listen. Every hill, every valley had its own legend, its own story of bravery, love, or mischief. But as Tumnus continued, his tone shifted, hinting at a change that swept through this paradise, bringing with it a coal both literal and metaphorical. Yet, even as he shared about the encroaching winter and the rise of the White Witch, a glimmer of hope persisted, for stories are not just about recalling the past, but also about kindling hope for a brighter tomorrow. Lucy, engrossed in the tales, felt a deep connection to Narnia, eager to play her part in its unfolding saga. Edmund, the second youngest of the Pevensey siblings, was often driven by curiosity, a trait that sometimes led him down paths uncharted. The vast wooden wardrobe seemed like any other, yet the allure of its mysterious depths beckoned him upon pushing past the layers of fur coats. An unexpected sensation met him. The unmistakable bite of winter coal. It was curious, considering the world he had left behind was devoid of snow. But here, in this unexpected land, a blanket of white lay as far as the eyes could see, his shoes crunched on the fresh snow. As he ventured into the forest, a stark contrast to Lucy's serene introduction to this enchanted realm. But, as fate would have it, Edmund wouldn't meet the gentle Mr. Tumnus on this initial foray. Instead, he came 
face to face with a woman of haunting beauty. Her skin as pale as the snow surrounding them, her piercing eyes locked onto Edmund. Examining him with a mixture of curiosity, her tall, imposing figure, garbed in white, was complemented by a crown that signaled her regality. A sense of unease enveloped Edmund, yet he couldn't pull away from her magic gaze. This was the white witch, ruler of Narnia, during its hundred-year winter, a force who knew how to wield her power to get what she wanted. She was not a monarch, but a cunning enchantress, well versed in the art of seduction and manipulation. The air seemed to grow colder in her presence and Edmund could feel the weight of the choices that lay ahead. In the wondrous land of Narnia, magic wasn't limited to its enchanting landscapes or mystical creatures. It manifested in the smallest of things, even in the food that one consumed. Yet, in her hand, she held something that contradicted that coldness. A box filled with sweet treats. They weren't just any treats. They were Turkish delight. Now, for those unfamiliar with Turkish delight, it's a confection made primarily from sugar, starch, and flavorings orphan rose or lemon. But this wasn't just any ordinary Turkish delight. It was magic, infused, ensuring that anyone who tasted it would crave it endlessly. As Edmund took a piece and placed it in his mouth, the world around him seemed to change. Each bite was a burst of sweetness a tantalizing sensation that seemed to envelop his entire being. The delicacy melted in his mouth, the sugary syrup combining with the soft jelly-like consistency, sending waves of pleasure through his senses. However, with each piece he consumed, he felt an increasing sense of yearning. It wasn't just a physical yearning for more of the sweet treat, but an emotional and mental one, binding him closer to the witch with every bite. The Turkish delight held a power over Edmund, a power that blurred his judgment and made him momentarily forget the world he came from. Such was 
the allure. It represented temptations we face in life, the choices we make when presented with immediate pleasure, often overlooking the broader consequences. For in Narnia, as in life, not all that glitters is gold, and not all sweet treats are free from strings attached. Jadis, the White Witch, had known exactly how to ensnare him, using promises and sugar-coated lies. She rode in a grand sleigh, drawn by reindeers, with a crown that shimmered like the stars. Around her, the air seemed even colder, the snow more biting, yet Edmund felt compelled to stay by her side. He gazed at her, not with adoration, but with a mixture of fear and a desperate desire to please. Jadis spoke to him, her voice a cold whisper about the glory he could possess, the power he could wield, and the wonders he could behold. All of this could be his, she implied, if only he'd do her one small favor. Edmund, seeking validation and lost in a web of his own insecurities, agreed to her terms without much thought. He promised to bring his siblings, Peter, Susan, and Lucy, to the White Witch, his blind ambition and the witch's intoxicating power had made him unwittingly become a pawn in a larger game. Unbeknownst to Edmund, this promise would not only alter his path, but would set in motion events that would determine the fate of Narnia itself. For every action in Narnia, there was a reaction, cause and effect, and Edmund's promise was a seed sown in treacherous soil. But, like all seeds, even those planted in shadow can find the light with the potential for redemption and change. Imagine a world where every step is into a dream for the elder Pevensies, Peter and Susan. Their entry into Narnia wasn't merely stepping into another realm, but an embrace of childhood wonderment. The snow crunched beneath their shoes, a sound so crisp, so inviting as if the snowflakes had been waiting eons just for their footsteps. White 
expanses stretched before them. Giant trees towered, their branches heavy with snow, bending gracefully, as if nodding to welcome the newcomers. The cold wasn't just a temperature. It was an experience, a gentle caress on the cheeks, a slight pinch at the fingertips. They could see their breath dancing in the air, merging with the frosty surroundings, becoming part of Narnia with each exhale. Susan, with her logical mind, tried to rationalize the impossibility of what she was seeing. But the magic of Narnia is beyond mere reason. Peter, protective and brave, felt a surge of responsibility, not just for his siblings, but for the adventure that awaited them. The world was so still, every sound seemed magnified, from the distant call of a bird to the soft rustle of a leaf disturbed by the breeze. It was not merely a change in scenery, but a transformation of heart and spirit. For in Narnia, one does not merely observe. One becomes a part of the tale, an integral stitch in its vast tapestry. The enchantment of this realm didn't discriminate between young Lucy's innocence, Edmund's conflicting emotions, or the elder sibling's budding maturity. Each of them, in that moment, stood at the threshold of lessons and adventures, of challenges and revelations. But for now, all that mattered was the sheer awe, the indescribable feeling of stepping into a dream, alive and beckoning. The wardrobe's threshold had been crossed, and the snow-covered realm of Narnia had welcomed not one, but all four of the Pevensey siblings. Lucy, with stars in her eyes, eagerly led her brothers and sister back to the very spot where friendship first blossomed between her and Mr. Tumnus. path to Tumnus' home was familiar, yet different. The snow beneath their feet seemed more disturbed, and the aura of the forest more somber. Upon reaching the phone's cozy dwelling, what they found was a stark departure from Lucy's tales of a warm hearth and friendly banter. The door was ajar, its hinges groaning softly as winter's gusts nudged it to and fro. Inside, remnants of a struggle were evident. The place had been ransacked, furniture overturned, 
and the once cosy atmosphere replaced with a chilling silence. On the floor lay crumpled piece of parchment. Peter, the eldest, reached down and carefully unfolded it. The contents were clear and dreadfully concise. Mr. Tumnus had been taken by the secret police on charges of treason against the White Witch. Their initial joy of discovery was now tainted by a shadow of concern and uncertainty. Lucy's heart weighed heavy with worry for her friend and the others too. This revelation was their first real taste of the White Witch's malevolent grip on Narnia. The siblings, united in their newfound mission, realized that the world of Narnia, with all its magic and allure, also bore tales of courage, sacrifice, and unwavering faith, lost and unsure in this land of snow and magic, fate smiled. As they met Mr. and Mrs. Beaver, underneath the snowy surface, their new friends had carved out a dwelling, warm and inviting, filled with the smell of fresh pine and wood smoke. Inside, around a wooden table, the siblings listened intently. The soft glow of candlelight illuminating their curious faces. The beavers, with a blend of excitement and caution, began to unveil the deeper mysteries of Narnia. The tale they wove was one of legend, of a time when Narnia was not trapped in perpetual winter and when creatures of all kinds lived in harmony. At the heart of their story was a name that seemed to make the very walls of the damned house shiver with anticipation. Aslan, the great lion, whose mere mention brought a mix of hope and reverence in the beaver's eyes. He was not just creature of immense power, but also of unmatched wisdom and love for Narnia and its inhabitants. They spoke of a prophecy, one that had been whispered among the trees sung by the rivers and carried by the winds for generations. It told of four humans, two sons of Adam and two daughters of Eve, who would play a pivotal role in shaping the destiny of Narnia. With every word, the weight of their purpose in this realm became more evident 
to the Pevensies, the beavers, sensing the gravity of their tale, also shared moments of lightness, offering comfort with stories of Aslan's benevolence and the joyous days that once were. The evening deepened, but inside the beaver's home, a flame of hope, fueled by tales of prophecies and a lion's roar, had been kindled in the hearts of the young visitors. It was said that when two sons of Adam and two daughters of Eve sat on the thrones of Care Paravel, the White Witch's reign would end. But prophecies aside, it was the palpable pain and suffering of Narnia's inhabitants that truly drove the brothers. The talking animals, the mythical creatures, and the magical beings. They all longed for a change. Peter began to harness his innate leadership qualities. He gathered the Narnians, giving them hope, and instilled in them the belief that they could fight back. Edmund, on the other hand, provided valuable insights into the workings of the witch's mind. Having been close to her, together they strategized, planned, and laid the groundwork for what would become a monumental resistance against the White Witch. The unity of purpose combined with the magical essence of Narnia itself began to turn the tide. In that moment, amidst the frozen landscapes, there were clear signs of hope, kindled by the determination of two brothers. Edmund had always been a bit more complex than his sibling. The allure of power of being recognized was often a seductive call to his ears. It was this desire that made the White Witch's promises sound so sweet. Her assurances that he would sit beside her as a prince ruling over Narnia. Yet, reality has a way of piercing through the most intricate veils of deceit. When he returned to the witch, his excitement palpable, he anticipated presenting his siblings and reaping his rewards. But it wasn't to be. His siblings had eluded the witch's grasp with the guidance of beings loyal to the true spirit of Narnia, the witch's demeanor changed. Gone was the folk's warmth she showed during their first meeting, replaced with an icy fury that matched the land she had cursed. Edmund's heart raced for the first time 
he truly saw the witch for who she was. Her promises, once gleaming with appeal, now felt hollow. The weight of his betrayal pressed down on him. No crown, no title was worth the price of his family. A sick feeling settled in his stomach. A regret more piercing than the cold around him. Desolation filled his eyes. Yet deep within, a tiny flicker of hope dared to ignite. He longed for a chance to make things right. A glimmer of redemption. But for now, he found himself trapped in a world of his own making, with the cold realization that he was a pawn in the witch's treacherous game. His siblings, Lucy, Peter, and Susan, never gave up on him, always holding on to the belief that the brother they knew and loved was still somewhere inside. The true release from the spell wasn't solely a result of magic or external forces. It was Edmund's burgeoning understanding, the deep remorse for his actions, and the longing to make amends that began to crack the icy spell the witch had cast over him. But the linchpin to his redemption was the majestic figure of Aslan, the noble lion's presence. His deep understanding gaze held the power to heal not just physical wounds, but the scars of the spirit and soul. When Aslan, with gentle authority, forgave Edmund, it wasn't just a pardon for his actions, but a release from the internal chains that bound him. It served as a testament to the idea that redemption is attainable. No matter how dire the circumstances, and that love and understanding can dispel even the darkest enchantment. Narnia, once frozen in time, under the White Witch's reign, a subtle shift whispered through the land. The once static and crystalline snowdrifts began to soften. No longer did the trees stand as stoic sentinels, trapped in their icy armor. Instead, they subtly shivered, as if ready to shake off the long winter that held them captive. Each dripping icicle became a testament to the transformative power of change. As droplets of melted snow formed tiny rivulets on the forest floor, the creatures of Narnia, for so long held in suspense, sensed the shift in their world. Their once muted and weary eyes now glistened with a budding hope. The air, which had been sharp and 
biting, began to lose its piercing quality. It became ever so gradually gentler against the skin, carrying a hint of warmth. The ground, once hard as iron, now gave a little underfoot a promise of the soft earth that lay beneath. In hidden corners of Narnia, early blooms dared to pierce through the receding snow, heralding the promise of spring. With each passing moment, the land echoed. A silent yet profound anthem. This was not merely the end of winter. It was the dawn of hope, the prelude to a renaissance that had been whispered about in hushed tones among the Narnians. It was the magic of faith and imagination breaking the chains of despair and heralding a new chapter in the chronicles of Narnia. The land of Narnia, once caught in the throes of eternal winter, began to exhibit small yet momentous shift. Hints of a transformation crept through the forests and valleys as distant bird songs broke the chilly silence. In the midst Narnia's rebirth, we find a moment to pause and reflect on the journey thus far. Imagine standing at the edge of forest glade around you. The trees are tall and strong their branches swaying gently in a soft breeze. The air is crisp, filled with the scent of fresh pine and blossoming flowers. Aslan's roar has resonated far and wide, a sound that instills both awe and comfort. Imagine that energy, the essence of hope and bravery, filling the space around you. With each breath, let that energy fill your being, starting from your toes and working its way up till it reaches the crown of your head. The weight of the world feels lighter here. The battles fought, the challenges faced are not just tales from a distant land but reflections of our own struggles and triumphs. Allow yourself to draw strength from Narnia's heroes, knowing that within you lies the same boundless courage and unwavering faith. As the breeze caresses your face, let go of any lingering worries or stresses this is a sacred space, a momentary sanctuary in the midst of an epic saga. Inhale 
deeply, absorbing the magic of Narnia and all its lessons. Exhale slowly, releasing any remnants of doubt or fear. Remember, faith is our most potent magic, and imagination is the door to endless possibilities. Embrace this moment, letting the world of Narnia envelop you. As you find peace in its embrace, the trees, the glade, the essence of Aslan himself are all here to remind you of the power within. Take another deep breath, feeling rejuvenated, centered, and ready to journey on in the heart of Narnia, where tales of bravery and magic intertwine. The world is alive with possibilities. The Pevent yet, as in any good tale, there are moments when one must pause and rest. The adventures, the challenges, the victories, and the losses, they all have their place in this intricate tapestry. But just as the heart of Narnia beats with fervor and passion, a rhythm that calls for reflection, for absorption, and as night blankets, the land, the stars overhead, become the silent witnesses to tales of yore and dreams of what's to come as a comfort in knowing that while the tale pauses, the magic never truly ends. In the gentle embrace of night, let the narrative cradle you, wrapping you in its embrace. The trees, the rivers, the creatures, they all hum a lullaby of promise and anticipation. For in the world of stories, all's is as precious as the journey itself. Rest now for tomorrow the tale shall unfold anew with mysteries yet to be unraveled and horizons yet to be explored. But for this moment, let the world of Narnia be your anchor to slumber, a realm where dreams take flight and where every sleeper becomes a part of its eternal story. Good night.